Section 17 of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 4, by Anonymous. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Lars Rolander. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 4, translated by Richard Burton. Section 17 two hundred and ninetieth night to two hundred and ninety second night when it was the two hundred and ninetieth night she said when the false caliph heard the girl's song he cried with a loud outcry and rent his raiment and fell to the ground fainting whereupon they would have let down the curtain over him as of custom but its cord stuck fast and Harun al-Rashid, after considering him carefully, saw on his body the marks of beating with palm-rods, and said to Ja'afar, By Allah, he is a handsome youth, but a foul thief. Whence knowest thou that, O commander of the faithful? asked Ja'afar, and the caliph answered, Sawst thou not the whip-scars on his ribs? then they let fall the curtain over him and brought him a fresh dress which he put on and sat up as before with his courtiers and cup companions presently he saw the caliph and ja'afar whispering together and said to them what is the matter fair sirs quoth ja'afar o oh, my lord all is well save that this my comrade who as is not unknown to thee is of the merchant company and hath visited all the great cities and countries of the world and hath consorted with kings and men of highest consideration saith to me verily that which our lord the caliph hath done this night is beyond measure extravagant never saw i any do the like doings in any country for he hath rent such and such dresses each worth a thousand dinars and this is surely excessive unthriftiness replied the second caliph ho oh, thou the money is my money and the stuff my stuff and this is by way of largesse to my suit and servants for each suit that is rent belongeth to one of my cup companions here present and i assign to them with each suit of clothes the sum of five hundred dinars the wazir ja'afar replied well is what so thou dost o lord and recited these two couplets virtue in hand of thee hath built a house and to mankind thou dost thy wealth expose if an the virtues ever close their doors that hand would be a key the lock to unclose now when the young man heard these verses recited by the minister Afar, he ordered him to be gifted with a thousand dinars and a dress of honour. Then the cup went round among them, and the wine was sweet to them. But after a while quoth the caliph to Ja'afar, Ask him of the marks on his sides, that we may see what he will say by way of reply. Answered Ja'afar, Softly, O my lord, be not hasty, and sooth thy mind, for patience is more becoming rejoined the caliph by the life of my head and by the reverend tomb of al-abbas except thou ask him i will assuredly stop thy breath with this the young man turned towards the minister and said to him what ailest thee and thy friend to be whispering together 
tell me what is the matter with you it is nothing save good replied jafar but the mock caliph rejoined i conjure thee by allah tell me what aileth you and hide from me nothing of your case answered the wazir o my lord verily this one here saw on thy sides the marks of beating with whips and palm fronts and marvelled thereat with exceeding marvel saying how came the caliph to be beaten and he would fain know the cause of this now when the youth heard this he smiled and said know ye that my story is wondrous and my case marvellous were it graven with needles on the eye-corners it would serve as a warner to whoso would be warned and he sighed and repeated these couplets strange is my story passing prodigy by love i swear my ways wax straight on me and ye desire to hear me listen and let all in this assembly silent be heed ye my words which are of meaning deep nor lies my speech tis truest verity i am slain by longing and by ardent love my slayer's the pearl of fair virginity she hath a yet black eye like hindi blade and bowed eyebrows shoot her archery my heart assures me our imam is here this age's caliph old nobility your second jafar highs is his vassir and sahib sahib son of high degree the third is called masrur who wields the sword now if in words of mine some truth you see i have won every wish by this event which fills my heart with joy and gladdest greet when they heard these words jafar swore to him an ambiguous oath that they were not those he named whereupon he laughed and said know o my lords that i am not the commander of the faithful and that i do but style myself thus to win my will of the sons of the city my true name is muhammad ali son of ali the jeweller and my father was one of the notables of baghdad who left me great store of gold and silver and pearls and coral and rubies and chrysolites and other jewels besides messages and lands hammam baths and brickeries orchards and flower gardens now as i sat in my shop one day surrounded by my eunuchs and dependents behold there came up a young lady mounted on a she-mule and attended by three damsels like moons riding up to my shop she alighted and seated herself by my side and said art thou muhammad the jeweller replied i even so i am he thy mameluke thy chattel she asked hast thou a necklace of jewels fit for me and i answered o oh, my lady i will show thee what i have and lay all before thee and if any please thee it will be of thy slaves good luck if they please thee not of his ill fortune now i had by me an hundred necklaces and showed them all to her but none of them pleased her and she said i want a better than those i have seen i had a small necklace which my father had bought at an hundred thousand dinars and whose like was not to be found with any of the great kings so i said to her o oh, my lady i have yet one necklace of fine stones fit 
for besoms the like of which none possesseth great or small said she show it to me so i showed it to her and she said this is what i wanted and what i have wished for all my life adding what is its price quoth i it cost my father an hundred thousand dinars and she said i will give thee five thousand dinars to thy profit i answered o my lady the necklace and its owner are at thy service and i cannot gainsay thee but she rejoined needs must thou have the profit and i am still most grateful to thee then she rose without stay or delay and mounting the mule in haste said to me o my lord in allah's name favour us with thy company to receive the money for this thy day with us is white as milk so i shut the shop and accompanied her in all security till we came to a house on which were manifest the signs of wealth and rank for its door was wrought with gold and silver and ultramarine and thereon were written these two couplets hold thou mansion who never enter thee nor be thine owner e'er misused of fate excellent mansion to all guests art thou when other mansions to the guest are straight the young lady dismounted and entered the house bidding me sit down on the bench at the gate till the money-changer should arrive so i sat a while when behold a damsel came out to me and said o my lord enter the vestibule for it's a dishonour that thou shouldst sit at the gate thereupon i arose and entered the vestibule and sat down on the settle there and as i sat lo another damsel came out and said to me o my lord my mistress biddeth thee enter and sit down at the door of the saloon to receive thy money i entered and sat down nor had i sat a moment when behold a curtain of silk which concealed a throne of gold was drawn aside and i saw seated thereon the lady who had made the purchase and round her neck she wore the necklace which looked pale and wan by the side of a face as it were the rounded moon at her sight my wit was troubled and my mind confounded by reason of her exceeding beauty and loveliness but when she saw me she rose from her throne and coming close up to me said o light of mine eyes is every handsome one like thee pitiless to his mistress i answered o my lady beauty all of it is in thee and is but one of thy hidden charms and she rejoined o jeweller know that i love thee and can hardly credit that i have brought thee hither then she bent towards me and i kissed her and she kissed me and as she caressed me drew me towards her and to her breast she pressed me and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say when it was the two hundred and ninety-first night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that the jeweller continued then she bent towards me and kissed and caressed me and as she caressed me drew me towards her and to her breast she pressed me now she knew by my condition that i had a mind to enjoy her so she said to me o my lord wouldst thou foregather with me unlawfully by allah may he not live who would do the like of it 
this sin and who takes pleasure in talk unclean i am a maid a virgin whom no man hath approached nor am i unknown in the city knowest thou who i am quoth i no by allah o my lady and quoth she i am the lady dunya daughter of yahya bin khalid the barmecide and sister of jafar wazir to the caliph now as i heard this i drew back from her saying o my lady it is no fault of mine if i have been overbold with thee it was thou didst encourage me to aspire to thy love by giving me access to thee she answered no harm shall befall thee and needs must thou attain thy desire in the only way pleasing to allah i am my own mistress and the kazi shall act as my guardian in consenting to the marriage contract for it is my will that i be to thee wife and thou be to me man then she sent for the kazi and the witnesses and busied herself with making ready and when they came she said to them Muhammad Ali bin Ali the jeweller seeketh me in wedlock and hath given me the necklace to my marriage settlement and I accept and consent so they wrote out the contract of marriage between us and ere I went in to her the servants brought the wine furniture and the cups passed round after the fairest fashion and the goodliest ordering and when the wine mounted to our heads she ordered a damsel a lute-player to sing so she took the lute and sang to a pleasing and stirring motive these couplets he comes and fawn and branch and moon delight these eyne fire on his heart who sleeps o nights without repine pair youth for whom heaven will to quench in cheek one light and left another light on other cheek bright lean i fain finesse my chiders when they mention him as though the hearing of his name i would decline and willing ear i lend when they of others speak yet would my soul within outflow in foods of brine beauty's own prophet is all a miracle of heavenly grace and greatest shows his face for sign to prayer like christ the mole upon his cheek toward from burly brow all eyes of ill design the censors of their ignorance would my love dispel but after faith i can't at once turn infidel we were ravished by the sweet music she made striking the strings and the beauty of the verses she sang and the other damsels went on to sing and to recite one after another till ten had so done when the lady dunya took the lute and playing a lively measure chanted these couplets i swear by swayings of that form so fair i from thy parting fiery pity a heart which burneth in thy love o brightest fullest moon in blackest air vouchsafe thy boons to him who never will cease in light of wine cup all thy charms declare amid the roses which with varied use are to the middle bush a mere despair when she had finished her verse i took the lute from her hands and playing a quaint and not vulgar prelude sang the following verses loud to my lord who gave thee all of loveliness myself amid thy thralls i willingly confess 
o thou whose eyes and glances captivate mankind pray that i escape those arrows shot with all thy stress two hostile rivals water and inflaming fire thy cheek hath married which for marvel i profess thou art sair in heart of me and eke nime thou agrodol's eke heart's sweetest bitterness when she heard this my song she rejoiced with exceeding joy then dismissing her slave women she brought me to a most goodly place where they had spread us a bed of various colours she did offer clothes and i had a lover's privacy of her and found her a pearl unpierced and a filly unridden so i rejoiced in her and never in my born day spent i a more delicious night and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say when it was the two hundred and ninety-second night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that mohammed bin ali the jeweller continued so i went in unto the lady dunya daughter of yahya bin khalid the barmecid and i found her a pearl unthridden and a filly unridden so i rejoiced in her and repeated these couplets o night here stay i want no morning light my lover's face to me is lamp and light as ring of ringdove round his neck's my arms and made my palm his mouth veil and twas right this be the crown of bliss and never will cease to clip nor care to be in other plight and i abode with her a whole month forsaking shop and family and home till one day she said to me o light of my eyes o my lord mohammed i have determined to go to the hammam to-day so sit thou on this couch and rise not from thy place till i return to thee i hear and i obey answered i and she made me swear to this after which she took her women and went off to the bath but by allah o my brothers she had not reached the head of the street ere the door opened and in came an old woman who said to me o my lord mohammed the lady Subaida biddeth thee to her for she hath heard of thy fine manners and accomplishments and skill in singing i answered by allah i will not rise from my place till the lady dunya come back rejoined the old woman o my lord do not anger the lady Subaida with thee and vex her so as to make her thy foe nay rise up and speak with her and return to thy place so i rose at once and followed her into the presence of lady Subaida, and when i entered her presence she said to me o light of the eye art thou the lady dunya's beloved i am thy mameluke thy chattel replied i quoth she sooth spake he who reported thee possessed of beauty and grace and good breeding and every fine quality indeed thou surpassest all praise and all report but now sing to me that i may hear thee quoth i hearkening and obedience so she brought me a lute and i sang to it these couplets the hapless lover's heart is of his wooing weary grown and hand of sickness wasted him till naught but skin and bone who should be amid the riders which the haltered camels urge 
but that same lover whose beloved cloth in the litter's wone to our last charge i leave that moon-like beauty in your tents whom my heart loves or be my glance on her may never be thrown now she's faint then she's fierce how sweet her coyness shows yea sweet whatever cloth or saith to lover loved one when i had finished my song she said to me allah assign thy body and thy voice verily thou art perfect in beauty and good breeding and singing but now rise and return to thy place ere the lady dunya come back lest she find thee not and be wroth with thee then i kissed the ground before her and the old woman forewent me till i reached the door whence i came so i entered and going up to the couch found that my wife had come back from the bath and was lying asleep there seeing this i sat down at her feet and rubbed them whereupon she opened her eyes and seeing me drew up both her feet and gave me a kick that threw me off the couch saying o traitor thou hast been false to thine oath and hast perjured thyself thou swearest to me that thou wouldst not rise from thy place yet didst thou break thy promise and go to the lady Subaida. by allah but that i fear public scandal i would pull down her palace over her head then said she to her black slave o sabab arise and strike off this lying traitor's head for we have no further need of him so the slave came up to me and tearing a strip from his skirt bandaged with it my eyes and would have struck off my head and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say end of section seventeen Read by Lars Rolander.